You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. This week I'll bring you the third interview in a three-part series on meeting our District Rugby League coaches for 2021. I talked this week with Jono Dallas, the captain coach of the Jamboree Superoos. Jono has been a member of the Jamboree Footy Club for many years. He's played over 200 games, captain coached the club to a premiership and has become the heart and soul of the club. Again, you'll hear passion coming from Jono for his team. I interviewed Jono recently prior to a training session at Jamboree. There is some background noise at times, but it certainly doesn't detract from our conversation. I do hope you enjoy the interview. So I'm here this afternoon with Jono Dallas. He's the captain coach of the Jamboree Football Club. So firstly, uh, Jono, welcome to Kaima Community Radio. Yeah, thanks, mate. So heading into the new season, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's pre-season now. I'm sure you've been training, uh, training pretty hard. The rest of the teams have, I, I, as I understand it. Has, uh, has the rain affected you anyway, anyway this year? No, I've been pretty lucky. We had um, a week that last week with a really, really heavy downfall where we didn't train, but outside of that, we hadn't missed one. So we've been pretty lucky that our grounds out here have held up fairly well and council's been kind to us to let us stay on them. So, yeah, luckily it didn't really affect us. So you guys, you always seem to have a strong pack of forwards. You play off the back of a strong pack of forwards. You've got Jaden, Jaden Morgan and the Asquith boys. Have you lost anyone this year? You got lost any players? Have you got no, some new been, ones coming through? We've been pretty lucky. We've kept we've kept the same crew, which is which is really difficult to do on the back of last year. Obviously, it was a it was a tough season on the back of all the the virus stuff. So I was happy that we were able to play, but I was really hopeful that everyone would stay because I think the year after that year was going to be telling for a lot of clubs and we've seen a couple of clubs struggle to maintain their their sides off the back of last year so we're pretty proud that we kept everyone in first grade the only one that is sort of a question mark moment was Kurt Field one of our outside backs picked up a big a bit of an injury late in the year I don't think he's going to play but we were happy enough to keep everyone else so that's a good sign for us anyway this early on. So you come up against Kyama in the first round it's always a tremendous game between uh, Jamboree and Kyama uh, what drives the competitiveness, you reckon, between the two clubs? Oh, I think it's it's distance, and I think it's just the knowledge of one another. I've sort of been asked this question many years about us and Kaima, and you know they're, they're great games because they are full of feeling, and um, I think maybe maybe a couple of years ago it might have got a little bit out of hand, more or less, with our two supporter bases, to be honest. We were getting a bit into each other and into one another's sides, but on the field, the, the, the players are really respectful of one another, and I've always said that that's such a positive element of a good rivalry because naturally everyone loves beating each other and there's there's no you know love lost with the games but in terms of the two playing groups there's never been anything that's considered dirty or, 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 or off offline so I think it's a really good rivalry and it's played in the right spirits and I think our our off field supporters are starting to come around to that too which is good. So I mentioned the Asquith brothers earlier, so speaking of Luke Asquith, he's developed into a, what I'd call a fearsome back rower under your coaching. In fact, he's the recipient of the Michael Cronin medal last year. He shared it with Kieran Poole from Kaima. Have you got any other Lukes coming through this year? <laughs> I don't know, Dookie was a funny one. Dookie was a 5'8", a real hesitant sort of player when he when he came out of 18s and then his first year of grade in 15, I remember he, he put himself in the third grade at the start of the year, he relegated himself because he wasn't confident of playing footy against adults. And 
he was sort of a bit of a up and down sort of footballer and then I threw him in the middle which was terrified him but it, I, I could see what his potential was and it's turned into him he's turned into honestly one of the most versatile footballers he's one of the best middles but he can ball play like a half he's quick um, and he's passionate about the footy club which at the end of the day at this level of footy that's what makes good players if they're passionate about who they're playing for they're going to go well in terms of new ones we've got about seven or eight kids stepped up from 18s last year which doesn't happen every year for us because our our town, town's so small and the juniors are so small, but as a kid, if I had to call out a similarity, it would be a young bloke, Jaden Foy, who's same sort of build as Lukey, a big, tall front rower, but I think will transition into more of a back rower over his time. So I think you'll see him in, in reserve grade early in the year just to get him ready to the speed of, of adult footy, but I think over a year or two, he's going to be really good for us as, a, as another forward similar to Luke. Um, so from a local team perspective, you're up against two new coaches, two local coaches, two new ones this year. Yeah. There's, um, there's Scott Stewart down at Gerringong and, uh, yeah. and Mark Lead in Kaima. Mm -hmm. So do you expect any surprises from these nah, guys? No, nah, not at all. I, like, those, those two guys, and it's a good, it's a good um, I think it's a good lesson for a lot of clubs. Like, when you, coaches do move on eventually, but Kaima and um, Gerringong with those two boys have just promoted from guys that have been involved in the footy side. So, when your clubs are doing well, as Kyra and Jerry Gong have, you don't want to go and find somebody that's going to change it. You want someone that's going to harness what they've got there and continue on the path. And he's been in the background for the first grade side for five or six years, maybe more. And Scotty has been mixed right-hand man down at Jerry Gong. So two really good appointments, in my opinion, and, and two good fellas that I'm sure will just keep the, the games going the way they have been. Okay, so uh, so what teams do you, do you think are real threats to you winning the comp this year? Oh, who knows? I, honestly... I think you put your foot in it if you're single teams at this time of the year. I think the funny thing about pre-season is no one's been tested and everyone values what they've done on the training paddock, which is generally pretty good. So everyone's going to be excited that they're going to be good. And uh, I don't expect anyone that was in the mix last year not to be there. And, and the few sides that missed out, I'm sure they're going to be pushing pretty hard to, to, to come back. So who knows, mate? Honestly, you just got to you just got to play as you play. Uh, I couldn't even tell you where we're going to finish at this stage because no one knows. So I'm sure it'll be a tough comp. Everyone seems like they've been ripping in and, and, and improving their sides if they had to. So I'm sure it'll be pretty even. So Rilla stood up last year as a young team. Mm. I'm personally expecting them to go okay throughout the year. So. Yeah, well, I think they've added some of their old blokes have come back, older blokes, more experienced blokes. So that's only going to help young young fellas. Yeah, people sort of, I think people were a bit surprised at Rilla because they were so young. And to be honest, I didn't expect them to maybe get as far as they did, but definitely didn't expect them to struggle. And they, they were all young blokes, but there's some good footballers there. And sometimes age can hinder you in first grade, but other times it can help you. So I think they really rode on the back of what they were good at. And you know, they knocked us off three times so in about four weeks or something. So I've got plenty of respect for them this year. Your, uh, your supporters, they're a passionate bunch. It seems like the whole town turns out when you have a home game here at, uh, at Jamboree. Yeah. So uh, how much do they mean to the team? A lot, mate. Well, there's not many people in town, so I guess it's easy to say that for us. <laughs> it's a small little town. But um, I, I think it's just, it's just uh, it's such a good little community like this because everyone does support one another, whether they're football fans or not. We seem to still get a lot of people down here and, and looking after us. And, you know, even just during... You know, non-game days when you're cruising around, everyone seems to ask, just ask how you're going and wish you all the best. So, I think that's a real something that you can't, you can't create. It's just the nature of a little village has that. So, we're really happy with that, and we love seeing people down here and supporting us. So, it means a lot, especially when you go well. Any time we've had successful years, it's been on the back of good support. So, so you say it's a small place. It is a small place. 
But how many teams you fooled in this year? We've got six, so we've been lucky. We've had, we've, I think we're the only side that's consistently out of third grade, so we've had three senior men's sides for, oh, I couldn't even tell you how long, seven, eight, nine years, maybe something like that, which, you know, and the league tag's going well, and we've got had an 18s for a couple of years now, and, you know, I, I, just, think, I just think that's a reflection of the, the, the atmosphere we have at the club, to be honest. When you're an adult, um, you play where you want to play. When you're a kid, you play where you live. So, so many adults are choosing to come and play here means we're doing something pretty good and we always always pride ourselves on being really welcoming and, and whoever wants to play footy, play footy here. If you're good, that's great. If you're not, you know, you're still valued. You still have a run around and be a part of the footy club. So, I think it's something we can always hang our hat on, how many people we have showing up for us. So, it must be a big day for your committee or your... Your volunteers here, I see mum and dad are, yeah, she's are hard workers in the club. and yeah, It's a big day, they get here before the sun goes up um, and they're here, it usually gets pretty dark so it's a long day but you know, I've got to say our players are pretty good at helping out where they need to because mm-hmm. um, we don't have a big committee uh, but they work pretty bloody hard so everyone chips in but yeah it's a big day getting the footy on. So Jono, you've got 200 games behind you, you coach the club, you've coached them to a premiership you're highly respected in the footballing community. What else is in it for you? Oh, what do you want to achieve? I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve. I always wanted, to, I always wanted to win a premiership here, um, a first grade one. I think I had a few opportunities to go elsewhere when maybe we weren't doing too well here, and you know that would have been great. But I, I, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have meant too much to me to win a premiership anywhere else. So that was that was all I really wanted to achieve. And on the back of that, it's just making sure the club's healthy and. At the moment, I'm still enjoying playing and we've got a good group of guys, so there's no reason not to be here now. But when I do finish up, I'll just make sure someone takes over that has the same like-mindedness to me and values what I value so the club keeps going the way it is. So at this stage, it's just a bit of fun. Okay, well, as I said, you're very highly respected in the football community. Thanks, Thanks very much for talking to me today. It's pleasure. been a real pleasure. No, nah, no worries at all, mate. No one can see me shaking your hand. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. That concludes my chats with the three local rugby league coaches for 2021 Scott Stewart from Jeringong, Mark Laird from Kiama, and John O'Dallas from Jamboree. Each interview was conducted prior to the season commencing over the weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to each coach and gaining an insight into their thoughts for the upcoming season. I was also fascinated by the way each coach was absolutely respectful of each other. Best wishes to each of our local teams for the Group 7 competition this year. While on Rugby League, here are some results for our local teams who played in the first round of the Group 7 competition over the weekend. In first grade, Jamboree 42 defeated Kaima 8. Jeringong had the bye. In reserves, Kaima 16 defeated Jamboree nil, while Jeringong overcome Berry Shalhaven heads. In under-18s, Jamboree were too good for Kaima, 30 points to 8. And in ladies' league tag, Jamboree 16 defeated Kaima 12. And if we expand the local boundary into the NRL, what about the result from the St George Illawarra Dragons rolling Parramatta 26-12? What a great result for the St George Illawarra Dragons. In keeping with the theme of Jamboree sport this week, in golf over the weekend, Gary Harvey won A grade with 38 points, Jason Abuzade won B grade with 39, and Robert Brand won C grade with 34. And speaking of golf, 
I had the pleasure of some family visiting for the school holidays recently, and jokes abound. Here's one that really caught my attention about golf. So this week I have a, a children's joke, and it's a beauty. It's about a golfer. It's from Scarlet. So, what's your joke, Scarlet? Why does a golfer wear two pair of pants? I have no idea why a golfer wears two pair of pants. Because he got a hole in one. Oh, that's so funny. Thank you very much, Scarlet. That's all I have time for this week. But if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.